Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving home from work. It is Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. Uh, we're one day after the Tombs of Terror release. I, I've gotten to play it a little bit. I like it. I'm, I mean, I'm not as excited about the solo content as a lot of people, I think, just because I get, I, I get kind of tilted by some of the RNG sometimes, and I've... Uh, I, anyway, I don't want to color your judgment. I, I've played it. I love Finley. I wish Finley was a was a an actual hero portrait that I could use, and the rest of it is fine. But uh, don't let me color your uh, opinion of it. But I've been um, I've been doing okay on ladder, all things considered. I'm at I'm in the middle of rank two right now. I've been playing. I was I, I've been kind of rotating through a few things. I spent a bunch of time on Quest Druid. Um, which is what I stream Sunday night. I think it's a solid deck. I think it's just kind of slow, um, and and it's kind of it's kind of samey if if we're being honest. But I mean, it's a good deck to climb with. Uh, I think the problem was that I was starting to see some very greedy control warriors, um, and you know the deck is designed to beat it. Like I'm running a version that has Elise and Nomi and whatever. But I mean, if you watch my stream from Sunday night, I ran up against a um, a version that has that had double plague of death, double double brawl and double warpath and it was just like i i got too slow of a of a of a start and probably didn't prioritize my late game plays correctly if i'm being honest but in any event i've just been kind of trying out some things landed on highlander paladin as i was trying to find some decks for my wife to play and uh i think that deck's actually good it's it looks like hot garbage and it seems really weird, but it's like, it's basically like a zoo deck or like old school aggro paladin, but it has enough reload that it just keeps presenting threats. It uses some of the magnetic, uh, synergies to, uh, to kind of overwhelm slower decks a little bit. And it can keep up with things like priest. Like it can actually use magic carpet and a bunch of one drops. And it can actually like get ahead of board on board over priest and be able to beat them up, beaten a few priests that way too. So, it's it's a a weird deck, and there's a a guide on competitive HS that um, is is good to read if you're thinking about playing it because some of the things are not super intuitive. But you know Zephyrus is a good card, I guess. And uh, but this, this Paladin deck's actually been kind of working for me. It actually feels a lot like Highlander Zoo, like Highlander Zoo, and that's probably the best kind of comparison. But you also get to run things like Tyrion, which is pretty good. So, um, I've been, I've been doing okay. I've been, I actually, and this is kind of going to lead into my topic for this week, but I, I had a really long day yesterday, ended up not being able to park at the train station and sat in traffic for two and a half hours going into the office and another two hours coming back, went straight to my kid's curriculum night and then out to dinner for my wife's birthday. And then finally got home at like nine 30 and first started jamming some games and lost a bunch. And then I got them all back today. So, you know, it's, it's not really the deck. I was probably just, that was not a good time for me to be on ladder. I should have just been st focusing on like single player. Um, but you know, all things considered, I'm doing okay. And, and I'm feeling decent about now this could change, right? Like <laughs> we've had this conversation at this point in the, in the month before, and I could record this episode and then go home and lose two ranks. And that's a thing that happens, but um, I've been feeling like my game's been a little bit more on, like, the last, like, couple weeks. Uh, it might have to do with the fact that I've been doing a couple of leagues. I've been, I'm, I joined THL for the first time this season. I'm on Ridiculous Hat and Zoroshio's team, along with, uh, Crackshot and Dyrus Bear. 
Um, so I've been putting some effort into that. That's been kind of helping me focus on some of the more important matchups. I'm also doing the coin concede listener league and I'm, I'm undefeated in that right now. So I, I don't know if that's kind of helping me focus on like not playing meme decks cause I need to have these decks prep for league play or if I'm just like prepping a little bit better or whatever, or I'm just like a little bit more focused or the, the decks make more sense to me. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling okay. Uh, we'll see how this goes at the end of the month, but you know, if, if things go well, I might be able to turn that around and, and turn that into a legend push this weekend, but you know, we'll see. So I kind of want to talk about losing this week because it's something that we all do. Like even the best players in the world are like, have like a 60%, 65% win rate on ladder at the end of the day. Which means that of every 10 games you're going to play, even if you're one of the best players in the world, you're going to lose four of them, right? And and losing never feels good. But, like, not only can you learn from losses, you can learn from wins too. But it's also important to figure out if you're doing the right things to put yourself in a position to win. And, and this is something that's been really, really kind of hammering home on me. And I've kind of talked about this in bits and pieces over the last couple of months as I've been going through some of these some of these legend pushes that have been varying degrees of successful. And I think it's kind of important to keep track of like the kinds of things that will make you more or less successful. And and I want to talk about a few of those things. And, and these are things that I when I when I'm having a bad night, like I did last night, these are things that are worth taking stock of. And, and just kind of go through a mental checklist. And you probably have your own. And, and this is just kind of some things that I'm, I, I know about myself, right? And that I'm, I'm going to share with you. There, it's not an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination. It's something to keep in mind that you need to get yourself into good habits and maintain those. And, and one of the first things you should look at is kind of, am I baseline putting myself in a position to play good games, not even putting myself in a position to win, just putting myself in a position to play well. Because one of the things that's really kind of insidious about a game like this is that RNG is a thing and RNG can a hundred percent cloud whether your losses are your fault or not. And it's very easy to go both ways, right? It's very easy to say, well, you know, my opponents just get the get the the nut draws every game, and I can't get anything, and I'm drawing dead, and my decks keep queuing into the wrong decks, and I, when I when I play a one and four, I get the one, and I don't want the one, and you know, like there's there's a lot of things that happen in a game that make it or that make it either easy to to pass the blame off and the, not the blame. Let's not, let's not say blame the responsibility off on outside factors or on the other hand, to take everything and make it about your skill. The other thing that happens, this happens to me all the time when I'm on a losing streak is I will internalize all of those results and say, well, I must be a, I must be a bad player or a worse player than I was yesterday because otherwise my games would be going differently. And, and usually that's not true, right? Like usually what's happening is that you're either not setting yourself up to succeed or you're at the, the mercy of bad luck. And, 
and being able to separate the two, both on a macro level and a micro level, and we'll talk about that, um, is really important for keeping yourself sane while you're trying to climb. You know, because like it's it a lot of what you need to do is kind of sort your results into the ones that I can learn, the ones that are within my control, the ones that were not. And, and, uh, you know, one of the things that's really, I've been noticing about like my, my play over the last like week or so is that in general, and, and I should be going back and re- reviewing my replays more. Everybody should, but I don't do it as much as I, as much as I ought to, but, but ultimately in general, like when I look back, I feel like I've made a lot of the right choices and sometimes there are some micro plays that I would rather have back, but for the most part, I feel like I'm playing things the way I should be, and and they're just not working out. Now, that could be some overconfidence on my part too, and which is why reviewing the the replays helps. But you know that that's different than like some of the other times when I've been climbing, and like I never really felt like I understood why I was winning or losing. Right. So so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the kinds of things that can cause you to lose, how to set yourself up for success, and, you know, the kinds of things you should look out for when you're on a losing streak to see if it's, uh, you know, what kinds of actions you should take to correct yourself and get yourself out of the slump. Okay, so thing number one to look out for is, do you actually know your deck? Now, I know what you're, what you're thinking. Look, Steve, I'm I I'm play above rank five or rank ten or whatever. Like I I wasn't born yesterday. The meta hasn't shifted in a while. Like I know these decks. Do you? Are you sure? Because like Hearthstone's a complicated game, right? So like I was just watching a video today of John Bray, who's a, a British uh, a British Hearthstone pro. Breaking down a, a match between Tice and Hunter Ace. Tice was playing Holy Wrath Paladin and Hunter Ace was playing uh, Malagos Quest Druid. And, and he pointed something out in the beginning of the game. He was going turn by turn. I, I, I didn't get to watch all of it yet. I'm going to follow up on the rest of it later. But one of the things that he pointed out, it was a, it's a really good video. And he was explaining that, you know, normally you coin with the quest, right? But there are actually situations where you don't want to and in a against the say the Holy Wrath Paladin, sometimes what your game plan is is that you just need to outlive them because you're not going to be able to rush them down some, a lot of the time. And it sometimes makes sense to hold the coin because if you hold the coin, let it go to the left of your hand, which it will if you you know you're starting with it, and then duplicate it with Elise, that can let you play two uh, hidden oasis in a turn or or hidden oasis and two uh, ferocious howls and get yourself out of range of the second holy wrath and it's something that literally never occurred to me i've put a lot of games into quest druid since the nerfs literally never even occurred to me that that's something that i could do right so there's uh, this doesn't mean that you need to cram like you're cramming for uh like for like final exams in college or whatever right like that it doesn't mean that but what it does mean is that if you're either learning a deck, first of all, be kind to yourself because you're going to lose some games early on. And But even if you're not just learning it, even if you're like flipping between a bunch of decks or you just, you just haven't gotten that kind of experience on it yet, 
there are going to be little interactions and little scenarios and, and like macro game plans and micro game plans that you're just not going to have, have knowledge of yet. Right? So that's something that you need to take into account. Do I need to learn my deck better? One way that you can really kind of tell a lot of the time is if you're losing a matchup that something like an HS replay or a vicious syndicate says should be favored for you, then you need to go back and look at what you're doing and then watch some pros play it either through grandmasters or grandmasters is actually a really good resource for this. Cause you're going to see a lot of common matchups and you're going to get the, the casters calling out a lot of things that uh, may not be immediately obvious when you're um, you know, when, when you're playing it yourself or even like watching a, a pro you know, who's streaming, playing on their stream. That Sometimes that's less useful because the, the pros aren't necessarily as um, likely to, talk, to call out a lot of things that they take for granted. But regardless, you really want to make sure that you understand the deck, especially, like, certain matchups. Like, you can look at, go back and look at your results and say, okay, well, I got stuck in this unfavored matchup a lot, so I'm just getting, I'm just getting screwed over in, in Q order, and I'm just going to give myself a pass on that. Well, yeah, that's an explanation, but it's not an excuse, right? Like even an unfavored matchup, there are very few auto wins in this meta right now. This is not like when we had Tempo Mage versus Questroke, right? Like every every deck kind of has a shot. Sometimes it's a longer shot than others, but uh, you know, pretty much every deck has a chance in in any given matchup. The polarity is not that bad. So you still want to be able to put yourself in the best position to win and understand what your game plan is versus each one of those decks. And, and this is why, again, we say, especially in like the legend guides, like how to get to legend, a lot of the advice revolves around, well, stick to one deck. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to stick to one deck all the time. Sometimes it's not a good idea, but the reason for that advice is because you're going to understand the nuances of that deck better the more experience you have with it and you're not going to get you're kind of resetting yourself back down to zero when you start with another deck that you don't know as well and that's and the the benefit of that also is that some of these decks are very complicated and one of the things that learning does for you is it helps you recognize things on site which means that when you're in a complicated situation that might take you 75 seconds to puzzle out maybe it starts to take you 50 seconds and then you have time to execute it once you've seen that situation a few times because you know certain things just by looking at it that you don't need to kind of figure out or count up in your head or or reason with yourself and you can focus on the more complex things about the deck or the or the board state of the situation rather than just kind of assessing it and, and trying to take it in all at once what learning does for you is speeds that up. There's a there's a saying like in football, American football, that you know new quarterbacks once they get used to the game, the game slows down for them, and that's because they can see things a lot quicker and recognize what they are, and then process that information because they know it by instinct. That's where you're trying to get to with a deck. If you're not getting there, it's going to be harder for you because you're going to take more time on those more complicated turns, and you're more likely to miss things. Okay, so we've assessed that you know your deck, right? You've been specializing on a deck. You you know everything inside and out. You can recognize a lot of situations. Do you know your opponent's deck? Like, one of the things that trips me up all the time, 
all the time. And I, I, I honestly, like, this is one of those things where I'm, where this is a do as I say, not as I do. And this is kind of like a mental note to myself that this is something that I need to improve on is I forget what cards I need to play around. Right. It does not mean you need to play around every card. Right. That's, that's the, I did a whole episode on playing around cards. You can go back and listen to that as far as like how, how and when you play around cards and when you don't. But if you don't know what is in your opponent's deck, you can't play around it, right? You're going to get blown out by those things. You should realistically never be surprised by your opponent playing a card out of their deck that does not have created by on the bottom of the, on the bottom of it when they play it. And if they're going to play that card, then you should have accounted for it realistically. If you're going to be winning, right? Again, if you're going to play casual, if you're trying to kill a few minutes, knock yourself out, right? But if you're, if you're playing on ladder and your intention is to climb, you need to understand what you're up against. So one thing that you may want to, you may want to consider, um, this is something that I did once in a, once upon a time, and I actually really should get back to it is take your, take out your phone, Go to the last to the latest vicious syndicate meta report. If you're listening to this on the day that it's recording, wait till this afternoon, or or the day that 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 I'm releasing this. Like wait till Thursday afternoon and go get the new one. Right. Every week, vicious syndicate uh, puts out a meta report, and they list all of the relevant builds. Now, you're you're going to have a representative version of it. You're not going to have literally every potential card in the deck, but this gets you like 90% of the way there, right? Go into each, each list that they list. Cause they do a pretty good job of linking a version of every deck that they're, that they're tracking in the meadow, whether it's good or not. And take a screenshot of it and keep it on your phone. Okay. Simple, right? When you get, you come up against someone flip to that class in that folder of photos that you have on your phone and start looking through the lists. And as soon as you figure out what it is, which should be like two or three turns in usually, then keep that list up and refer back to it, right? If you have deck tracker running or you're keeping track in your head, whatever you want to do, you've seen what's played, what's left is what you need to consider whether you're going to play around it or not, right? Simple. Like, I'm not saying you need to memorize all the other deck lists. It's impossible. Things change too much, right? And, and we're all busy and you're not going to, you're, again, if Hearthstone is not your, your profession, then you're just probably not going to get there. But that doesn't mean that you can't have that information in front of you, right? So getting your opponent's deck out and then comparing to what they've played tells you what else you need to be worried about, right? And then you can think about your plays in context of that. Well, okay. They have this many cards in hand. They have this much mana. They can do this. They can do that. How do how does this set up against that? Again, this comes with practice. There will be things that you'll know to do as you play a deck more, and there and as you play a matchup more, there will be things that you know to do and not to do, and and different ways to sequence your plays. And I'm I'm object, abjectly terrible at this, by the way. Like this is this is as much for me as it is for you because I am bad at this. And I want to get better at it too. So this is as much a reminder for me as it is for you. But, you know, when just just considering 
the the things that your opponent can do on any given turn. And if you're not even going to do that, just think about like this is how much mana they have. What's their best play? And consider that. And and generally, if you're way ahead, then you you consider that more. If you're way behind, you just you just take risks, right? I mean, that's that's generalizing it, but you you kind of get what I'm saying there. But having the list in front of you, it'll take you like 10 minutes on a Thursday. And then you'll have that for the rest of the week. I think change, but if there's another list that comes out, you know, then you can just take, add one screenshot to it. And then you have that. And then once you have that, then you can keep that as a, as a visual reminder for you of what do I need to be concerned about? That in and of itself should, it should improve your win rate just by taking that extra time to think about it. So all that being said, right? Are you actually taking time to think out your plays? This is a serious question, right? I know when I am playing poorly, especially when I'm tilted, I play very, very, very quickly. I will snap play cards. I will be playing cards before the card that I'm drawing gets into my hand. And it's a terrible habit, and I suck at it. I suck at, at recognizing that sooner than I should. And I suck at slowing myself down. And you might too, right? And, and this is the thing, right? Like, you don't need to be old school life coach. You don't need to be a grandmaster playing for, you know, $150,000 or whatever. But, you know, when you have more than one possible play on a turn, and I'm not even saying obvious play. I'm saying possible. Like, you have one mana and your only card is Christology that you can play, go ahead and play the Christology. You don't need to spend 75 seconds. But if you have multiple plays that you can make or you have ordering concerns or anything else, you should be taking the time. Like, you have that time, right? Like, you're given 75 seconds. That's a resource. And you should use it. I'm not saying you just, like, rope to be a jerk. Like, don't do that. But you should take the time to make sure you're, you're considering everything. Because even if you've decided what your play is, right? Like, there are little things like, how much mana am I going to have left over? Should I tap first? Should I play my hero power first? If I have two things that are happening, what's the best order to play these cards in? Is there an alternative play that will play around one of those cards that I have in this list that I just saved on my phone that will set me up a little bit better? Like, if I'm playing against a shaman, should I just spam out a fourth minion or should I think about how I can make this board only have three minions because mind control tech is a card that's probably blown me out six times already this run. And that's why I've lost a couple of games, right? So using that time to kind of think about what's my best play, what's, what are alternative plays? And then once I've decided on a play, are there any other things that I can do? And then figuring out the order and then doing it will help so much more than just playing this card because I know that's what I want to do and then figuring the rest out later. Like, the number of times, again, I'm bad at this, right? I'm trying to get better too. But the number of times that I have played a card and then said immediately after it hits the board, oh crap, I needed to play around this and now I can't. Those are, those are sometimes games that you lost that you could have won. Like, just taking your time and slowing yourself down and making sure you're thinking of everything else. And if you have to write down a checklist, write down a checklist, right? Like if you have to write down a series of things that you need to have thought about before you press, before you, you take a card out of your hand 
and put it on the board, like do that. Like, you know, have I thought about how much mana I'm going to have left over? Have I thought about what my opponent's next play is going to be? Is this play uh, good into that? Can I get blown out by this? Do I care? Right? Like you're not always going to play around everything. You have to decide what you're going to play around and what you're not. Um, you know, and, and how does this fit into my game plan? What am I doing next turn? Right? Like even that, even like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, this turn, what am I doing next turn? What's my goal? What's my short term goal? Like several turns from now, these are all questions that you can ask yourself to slow yourself down and make sure you're making the most optimal play. Again, if your play is Christology on one and you have no other cards with a one in the corner, go out, go for it. But if you have even a, a, a slightly complex turn, slowing yourself down and making sure that you're considering as much as you can. And again, if you need to write it down to, to remind yourself, do it, just have like a, a prompt in front of you that will help you a lot. Like a lot of times when you're losing games that seem like they're RNG, especially if it's RNG because your opponent top decked a card or they, they had a card in their hand that you didn't account for. That's not RNG. That's you not thinking your turn out correctly. And, and you know, I don't, I don't want to be a jerk, right? I don't want to be mean. Like, I do it too. It's, it's not, you know, it's just something you need to recognize that that is something that you can improve, right? Like, the best players in the world are thinking about this. Like, um, you may not be, the be-, be at the point where you're going to be one of the best players in the world now, but you can certainly be better than you were yesterday. So another thing that kind of goes along with that, and, and it kind of goes hand in hand, is... Are you giving the game your full attention? This is a big thing. And again, I come to you, friends, as a person who was, who was not diagnosed with ADD until age 35 and struggles with this kind of thing mightily. Okay? Like, I, I know distraction. And I know, I, I know low tolerance for boredom, which is basically the definition of waiting for your opponent to play their cards right? Like I am extremely guilty of having Hearthstone windowed and clicking over to Twitter or clicking over to look for more deck lists. Cause the, I'm, cause I'm looking for deck lists while I'm playing the game because that's the kind of person that I am. <laughs> um, you know, like I'm guilty of this as anyone, right. Or talking in discord or whatever. Right. But if you're, if you really want to focus and you want to force yourself to use your time, you should also not only be using the 75 seconds on your turn, but you should be using the time on your opponent's turn as well. You should be looking at what they're doing. Like I had a game today where I was playing against a warrior that played, I forget if it was a town crier or an attorney rover on turn one, it doesn't matter. And then they immediately, well, on, on turn one with one mana, they started pointing something at it. So that tells me this is aggro warrior because because there's no reason for Control Warrior to be pointing anything at their own minion, so that's probably um, an inner rage. So that tells me A, this is an this is an aggro warrior, and B, they have an inner rage, so I probably want to get rid of that minion, which I wouldn't have figured out if I if my mind had been wandering during their turn or if I'd been clicked away. Right? Like it's not always that obvious, but there are little tells that your opponent will give you when you're when on their turn you can pay attention to that, or even if you're not, right? Even if you're not watching what they're doing like a hawk, even if you're just like letting the letting the deck tracker keep track of when cards have been drawn into hand so you don't have to do that. I'm terrible at hand tracking. Like 
I just if I if I had to keep that in my head, I would never be able to think about anything else during the during the game. That's just the way my brain works, right? But I can use that and I can watch what else they're doing. And even if I'm not really paying attention to what they're doing, I can be thinking about what I have in hand, what my next turn is, and get that time back on my turn, right? I can use that time. And I know when I'm, when I'm playing well, I'm using my opponent's turn to figure out what I'm going to do next. Like that, it, you may end up playing your turn quickly because you've already figured out everything on their turn, except for like factoring in what your draw is and your draw may not change anything. Right. So like there are times when I'm zoned in, when it looks like I'm playing incredibly quickly, but I'm figuring out everything on my opponent's turn. And then all I'm doing when my turn starts is reconciling the plan that I've already made with what my new draw is and figuring out, does that change anything? And if no, then I just immediately start executing it and then take away that time for my opponent. Again, time is a resource. The more you use it, the better off you'll be in general. Like you can overthink things for sure. And, and I've gotten myself into situations where I've made blunders because I was so focused on a more difficult part of a turn that I would miss something simple, right? But in general, if you like full screen the, the game and don't click away or don't like flip away to something else on your tablet or whatever, or, you know, you know, I mean, if you're gonna have television in the background, like that's a thing, like fine, whatever helps you. But, uh, but if you're, if you don't have anything distracting you and you're kind of focused in on the game, you'll be able to pick up on some of those things. And at least you'll be able to have all that extra time to figure out what you're doing and make sure that your, that your plays are optimal. Cause sometimes you need more than 75 seconds, right? If nothing else, it's keeping you focused on the game and it's keeping you thinking about things and, and giving you the opportunity to think about things that you might not have otherwise if you're going to look at Otter memes on Twitter. Um, in Otter News is a delightful Twitter account that I enjoy, but not well. It, it, and, and again, I'm as guilty of this as anyone, but when I'm focused, it's I play better, just straight up. When I have the game in full screen, when I'm paying attention to nothing but the game, I play better for obvious reasons. And if you're losing and you're doing that, that's something to look at. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, it, it just means that that's a thing that you can change. That's pretty easy to change, honestly, that might give you an extra little bit of win percentage. And so there's one last thing that is kind of another outside factor that will affect your win rate. And some, this is one that's not easy to change, right? Um, but am I in a good mental state to be playing good Hearthstone right now? And this is a hard question to ask yourself sometimes. Because, like, especially when it's getting late in the month, you're doing a legend push, you're, you're at rank two, rank three, you know that you need all the time that you can squeeze games in, especially if you have, like, a full-time job, and you have kids, and you, you only have, like, an hour or two to play, but the kids have been driving up a wall, and you've been getting emails buzzing on your phone all night from work because something's happening, and, and you're in a foul mood, and you just want to relax and play some Hearthstone. How well, how well do those sessions go for you? Because for me, those sessions are usually disastrous. Like, being just mentally alert is really important for being able to play good Hearthstone. It is very hard to play good Hearthstone when you are tired. Exhausted. Let's say exhausted. Because, you know, tired is one thing, but exhausted. 
and it, you know, like this is, and, and that's when you're also going to be most susceptible to tilt also. And it's going to be when you're least likely to recognize those things and pull yourself out of it and be rational. And again, it kind of goes along with, well, I only have a certain amount of time to play and I need to get my games in and I want to, I want to try to climb and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to lose and then you're going to lose. And then it frustrates you and you kind of end up in the spiral and it happens to me more often than I would like to admit. Um, Hearthstone, this, this is something that, you know, Ridiculous Hat and I have these conversations every so often on this show and, and occasionally on his show and, uh, you know, in discords and, and whatnot. And Hearthstone, as much as being a game of skill and probability is a game of emotional management. If you are in a bad mood before you start playing Hearthstone, it is very unlikely to improve that for you. Just, it's taken me four years to figure that out, right? If you're exhausted, or if you're stressed, or if you're just angry, or frustrated, or whatever, you will probably take that into into the game with you, and it will probably make you play worse. And... Again, it takes a lot to be able to recognize that before you do too much damage. It's a hard thing to do. Like, 100%. And, but it's important to be able to recognize that too. Because if you're jamming hate games, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term, like, you're, you're not going to be playing well. It's hard. And, and you're going to, you're going to lose to random stupid stuff. And it's going to piss you off. And you're going to start playing your cards out faster because you're just angry and you want your opponent to take your turn so you can make your turn. And why are they playing stupid stuff? And why why can't I ever get the draws I want? And how do they always have the exact card they need when they need it? And, and on and on and on. I've heard it all. I've said it all to myself. I've probably said it all to other people out loud. You're, if you're starting from there, it's not going to end well. It's probably going to end with you losing stars, feeling worse, and, and being being more angry than when you started. And I'm saying this is a friend, right? Like, and, and sometimes that, that can go on for like a week or two or, or longer. And this is one of the reasons that sometimes I decide this is not a month I'm going to hit legend. Or, or you're just not sleeping, right? Like, if you're, if you're only getting, like, if you're not, not getting a lot of sleep, that can have the same effect. Just because you're going to make poor decisions, you're, you're not going to be paying attention to things, you're going to be tired, and, and Hearthstone's a hard game, right? So, again, I had that last night. I was exhausted, I shut it down, and I played some Tombs of Terror, and then I went to play Diablo, because neither of those could hurt my rank. But I don't always recognize that, and neither do you, so it's something to think about. If you're losing a bunch in a row... Thing, just one thing that you can ask yourself is, am I in a mental state where I'm in a good position to win games right now? And if the answer is no, shut it down, right? Because playing more will not fix that. Even winning a game probably will not fix that because as because a loss feels three times as bad as a win. So if you are upset every loss will amplify that, especially if it's a loss that would tilt you normally. So really kind of take a good mental inventory when you can. And if you're losing a lot and everything, you've, you've looked at everything else that I've just talked about, it's time to think about, am I, am I in a good mental state to play the game? 
And if not, there's no harm in, in, in not. Like, this game should be fun. If it's going to make you more angry and losing is going to and losing is going to feed into that spiral, don't don't let it, right? There's always another day. And this game should be fun and you should enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it because you're uh, because you're you're angry at the game because you're angry at other things outside the game, it's, you know, don't do that to yourself. Be kind to yourself, you know? I I care about you and I want I want you to enjoy the game and it can be hard to sometimes. And you know, this is something that, if you're not careful, it will amplify anything, any bad feelings that you're having. And, you know, that's, it's just, it's just a reality. So that's, that's kind of the last thing that I would suggest to you. If you're losing and you don't know why, think about how much that's affecting your mental state or if your mental state was already affected before you even started. And figure if this is a good day to play. Maybe it's not. Maybe take take a rest and play something else, and then come back. You know, but Hearthstone's a hard game, and it's a hard game when you're 100 percent on. And if you're not on, it's going to be that much harder for you. All right, so that's it for uh, for this week's episode. As always, you can find all the show notes and links at offcurve.com. You can follow the show's account at offcurve on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Wicked Good on Twitter. Um, you can also uh, follow the, the Twitch and the Discord and join the Discord. Uh, Twitch is at twitch.offcurve.com. Discord is at discord.offcurve.com. I'm looking at... I, I had a pretty good stream this past Monday night, and I'm looking at making Monday night my regular my regular uh, stream schedule for the foreseeable future. So I'm looking at like around 7.30-ish on Monday nights. Uh, if you are inclined to to join me, put that on your calendar and uh, come hang out. It's a lot of fun. I, I you know we have a good gr- group of folks there and in the discord as well. Um, and you can also uh, leave a review on iTunes if you are so inclined. It helps f- other people find the show and raise visibility. You can also just tell a friend. that would be great too. Um, if you do want to support the show monetarily, uh, there is a link in the show notes. I'm, you know, I, I don't have a Patreon or anything like that. I don't really give anything in exchange for that. But if I've had some people say that that's something they wanted to do, and you're more than welcome, and I super appreciate everyone who, uh, who does that. And um, you know, other than that, uh, good luck to you in, uh, you know, whatever your goals are this week. Um, and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. <laughs>